All right, before we get started, I want to take a moment to say thank you to our show sponsors, which today is Organifi. Organifi is a name you're going to want to remember, especially if one of the areas that we talk about today, which is your health, is an area you want to improve. Organifi, I love all of their products because number one, they are organic. Number two, they are USDA certified organic. They're very low in sugar. They use the best superfood ingredients. And I've found a couple of products I'm absolutely in love with. Let me tell you the three that are my favorites. The first is Organifi Gold. That's what I'm drinking at night. It's like a warm cup of tea, but it kind of tastes like kind of an earthy hot chocolate. It's made out of nine different superfoods, and they are designed to help you get into deep sleep and recovery. You'll have better sleep. You'll have better REM sleep, which is really important to cleaning out those toxins in your brain and helping you to wake up and feel restored and refreshed. I drink that at night. Then during the day, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I mix two other of their powdered ingredients. One is called Organifi Pure. And for me, it just tastes a lot like my lemon ginger water. I drink Pure because of the brain impact. It has clinical research that shows that your BDNF, which is your brain-derived neurotropic factors, are increased by over 206% by drinking this. And it tastes delicious. I happen to mix that with another product they sell that's called Immunity. And I started taking that at the beginning of coronavirus. And it's designed to improve your immune system. It just gives you the antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial support internally that you need from a combination of ingredients like beta-glucans, olive leaf extract, and vegan D3. I mix those two together. I think it's delicious. Organifi is a great company all the way around. Customer service, their product development, the way they lab test their ingredients, it matters to me. And I know it matters to you too. So check them out. I'm going to spell it for you. Organifi is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. And when you go there, you will get 15% off if you enter the code Shaleen. So don't forget to enter the code Shaleen. That is also in the show notes just to make it super simple for you. But again, Organifi dot com forward slash Shaleen. I love them. Thank you for sponsoring the Shaleen Show. You guys are the bomb. Thank you, listeners, for supporting the Shaleen Show by supporting Organifi and in the process, supporting your health. All right, on to the show. What's up? Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's a busy week for many of you as we are, depending on when you're listening to this, just days away from Christmas. I'm recording this on, let's see, Tuesday. Hopefully you're subscribed and listening to it on Wednesday. And today I am answering your questions. I said nothing's off limits. Some of you sent in voicemail questions and some of you sent in written or I should say like direct messages on Instagram. And this should be fun. I'm answering your questions like nothing is off limits. I said you could ask me anything you want. Personal, business, private, advice, something about your life, whatever you want. No topic is off limits. And you guys came up with some pretty good questions. So let's get to it. Hi, Shalene. I would like to ask you, how do you think that your ADD is beneficial to your life? I'm asking because I am 25 turning 26 and I was recently diagnosed with ADD. So I just want to say also that it's inspirational to see someone so outgoing, so just full of energy being out there representing the ADD female community. So yeah, let me know. 
Well, Anir, thank you so much for your message. I do think that my ADD is of benefit, and I've been doing a lot of videos lately and talking a lot about it, mainly because I just didn't realize so many people also struggle with this, or you have loved ones who have ADD, and I just, I didn't talk about it because I just didn't think it was, you know, that big of a deal. It's something I've had all my life, and until I started making videos about it, and then I started getting all of these new followers on Instagram, and then people reaching out and asking questions like yours, and and also hearing from parents who have children who have ADD. So, a couple of things. First of all, my dad has ADD and was not diagnosed until he was 72 years old. He has the same type of ADD that I have, which is inattentive ADD, and I just think there's so many incredible benefits to having it. And I actually think it's a benefit to me that I wasn't diagnosed until later in life, but mainly because my dad had the same kind of brain. So he understood how to like work with me and celebrate that. And it just seemed normal to him. And I suppose because my mom had always had to deal with my dad's extreme ADD, it probably was pretty normal for her to raise a child who has extreme ADD and I do and my sister does like beyond. My sister's is even worse than mine. My brother Bill, he obviously has it too. I just don't think his is nearly as bad as mine and my sister's. When I say bad, meaning as advanced, as intense, as sometimes disruptive. But to answer your question, what are some of the benefits? Well, for one thing, I am incredibly spontaneous, and people with ADD and ADHD tend to have impulsivity, (laughs) spontaneity. As a matter of fact, I just like three days ago decided I was going to surprise a dear friend and completely make over her home while she was away for 24 hours. She's a military spouse, and her husband is deployed, and she's got three little girls, and This is also a family member, and I just decided last minute, like, okay, let's completely surprise them. Oh, I can't say this. I can't tell you what I'm doing because this is going to come out on Wednesday, and she could be listening, and it's Tuesday, and we decided to do it, like, on Monday, and I'm spending all day Tuesday and half the day Wednesday redoing some things for her. I don't think she's going to listen. But either way, I'm not going to spoil the surprise. My point is this. I decide things last minute, and that's fun. It can be exciting and new. It can help to break the status quo. It keeps things interesting for people who are in your life. I think it's also a sign of people who have ADD. We're very creative. We're very inventive. That can be hard on someone who like needs a lot of warning and needs a lot of structure and isn't creative, but like Most of us who do have ADD tend to be very inventive. We approach tasks and situations with a different perspective, like we think outside the box, typically. In other words, we like to be original. A lot of us are very artistic and creative, and yeah, I think that's a good thing. Here's the other thing. It's believed that if you have ADD, you can't focus, and that is, of course, true. And remember that there are seven different types of ADD, and each type has its own special nuances. But the type that I have also allows me to get hyper-focused. And while Brett might think that that is a detractor, I also know that many people in my life know that is such a benefit to me. Like, when I get hyper-focused on something, 
I do not quit until it's over. I turn over every single stone. I read every single book. I listen to every single podcast. I find every single expert. I write notes. I dream about it. I think about it. I obsess about it. And I think it's a real benefit to anyone who wants to be an expert at just about anything to have some ADD because we tend to get hyper-focused on anything that we find interesting. According to Pepperdine University, some people with ADD actually use that hyper-focus to their advantage. And yeah, it allows you to block out the world around you sometimes. Obviously, there can be negative side effects to that. But the benefit is that when you're given an assignment and you're really interested in it, you will work on it like without even taking breaks, with complete concentration, no matter what that is. Yeah, and sometimes that has to be harnessed. Sometimes that can go too far. I certainly have to be reminded sometimes like, okay, you need to get up, you need to take a shower, you need to just stop, you need to take a break. So like I said, we already know all of the negatives. I wanted to focus on some of the positives. Some other positives, I'm insanely curious. Typically someone with ADD, for example, when you're watching a movie, I don't believe it's that we can't focus, that we ask a lot of questions when we're watching a movie. I think it's that I'm so incredibly inquisitive and curious about everything that's happening that I'm watching the movie, but I'm also curious about a million other things. So I might be watching a movie and I'll be thinking to myself, I wonder if those are actual antiques that they found for the era or if they were handmade. And I wonder if all of those costumes were from the, like, are those original antique costumes or were they handmade to look like that? I wonder how long it took her to learn her lines. And because I'm doing that sometimes, I miss the plot line because I'm paying attention, but I'm paying attention to other details. I don't know if it's true of everyone with ADD, but I'm often asked how I have so much energy. I don't know if that has anything to do with my ADD, but I've always had a lot of energy. But it does go in bursts too. Like I'll just be like, go, 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 go. And then I've heard that a shark, that if it holds still, or like hold still and tries to sleep, it will die. I'm pretty sure that's how my body works too. Like if I hold still for a second, like if I lay down on a couch, I will usually fall asleep. I like to go, 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 go. And I've got a lot of energy and energy begets energy. So that's how that works. All right, next question. Okay, so question for you. This is a really random one. <laughs> but I am a single 27-year-old. And all of my friends are married and have kids. And when I say all of them, I literally mean all but maybe two of them have kids and are married. And I've accepted this fate. My first friend got pregnant at 14 years old. So I've just always lived like this weird life of my friends having kids. And I'm used to it at this point. But my question, I guess, is what advice? I don't know how old you were when you married your husband, but what advice would you have for a, a single human being, <laughs> basically? Yeah, that's all. Hopefully this is a good question. I don't know. Have a good day. <laughs> also, this is a really random, like, side tangent. <laughs> I found you guys through TikTok. So I saw Brock, and then from there, I, like, went over to Instagram, started following him there, and then I, like, saw his sister, and then I was like, oh, she seems cool. So I went to her Instagram and she's actually dating somebody I went to Bible college with, Roman. So super funny, small world that 
there's like a weird connection to you guys and TikTok brought me to you guys. But like also I've known Roman for years. Anyway, that's all. Alexis. Oh, well, first of all, that's super cool that you've got that connection with my daughter through her boyfriend who went to Bible college and that probably, and I'm generalizing now, but it's probably also why so many of your friends are married and already have children and you're 27 years old. I got married when I was 26, I believe, had Brock when I was 27 But I'm glad you asked this question because when I did get married, one of my girlfriends, one of my closest girlfriends is, I think she's like three years younger than me, four years younger than me. That's Monica. And she is a party girl. And when I mean party, like I don't mean like booze it up. I mean like this girl needs to be at a nightclub dance. She just loves to dance. She loves to make people laugh. She is the center of every party. She's super fun. And she literally loves going out clubbing and still does to this day And I'm not going to reveal her age, but she still loves to go clubbing. And it's not about the drinking. It's about the dancing and the outfits and just having so much fun. But I've never really been into that scene. And then once I got married and had my first child and she was she was married, but didn't have kids yet. It took a, a toll on our friendship for a little while because I would be, I don't want to say mad, but annoyed. I, I was annoyed with her that she wasn't thinking about the fact that like, I can't go do that, or that's not a priority for me right now. So why isn't she making an effort to do things that would be more in alignment with the stage of life that I'm at in this moment? And and at first I was resentful of her. Like, why doesn't she just come over in the middle of the day? Why can't we just spend a Sunday afternoon together? And then eventually I just realized like, you know, that's the season of life that she's in and things will change hopefully when she has kids. And you know what? They did. And it was several years later that they had triplets. Yeah, payback girl. But aside from that, you know, we we go through seasons in our lives. And and Alexis, you didn't mention what it was you're struggling with. I don't know if it's a disconnect that you feel from your friends. I don't know if it's that you feel pressured yourself to get married and have kids, or if it's just you have this group of friends who you don't share this one thing in common with them. Let's just assume it's that because you didn't mention anything else. So I'm just going to assume that you would love to have more single friends. So let's start there. My suggestion to you is to join some single groups. You mentioned going to a Bible college. I think there are some wonderful groups you can get together with. Of course, at the moment, a lot of that is done online. But there are small groups happening everywhere. People are still getting together safely, obviously doing some social distancing, wearing masks. But it's a wonderful way to connect with other people and find other singles. And I'm just telling you right now, girl, there are so many people listening right now to this episode who are like, I'll be your friend, Alexis. We can hang out. I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. I have no plans at the moment to get one in the next you know, near future. And then just in case, what you're struggling with is feeling kind of like on the outside of your friend group, my suggestion would be this. As someone who went through this stage, again, with a friend who didn't have kids, and I did have them, and I still wanted to see her, but she probably sensed that I was distancing myself, and I was distancing myself because I was a little hurt by the fact that she wasn't thinking about the stage of life that I was in. And we had a heart-to-heart. We talked about it. And she asked, like, what would be helpful? And I said, you know, it'd be great if 
you came over and we could actually like do things with the kids. Or we went to places, if we met someplace, it was like a lunch where it was appropriate for me to bring my kids. Or if you just came over and hung out with us. And also I had to tell her, I still want to be invited. Even though probably 90% of the time I'm going to have to say no and thanks for thinking of me, it really means a lot to be invited. So she would say like, I know this is not your thing. I know you, you know, would rather be home with your son and your daughter and your husband, but I still want to invite you. And that meant the world to me. And we are to this day, the closest of friends. We just recognize that, you know, there's a stage where we are kind of going through a different season. And so I think that's a really loving thing that you could do. The friends that who, who are in a different season right now, but you just never know how God works. It might be next year that you find yourself engaged and soon to be married and soon to be a mom. And by the way, I love the way social media works that you found my son on TikTok and that led you to me and then my daughter and then you followed us all on Instagram and then just it's cool. Social media can be cool that way. Speaking of which, I thought I would go through a couple of quick questions that I was asked on Instagram that were just sent to me as DMs and answer these rapid fire. Shalene, what is the first place that you will travel to when the pandemic is over? Well, I think the first place I need to go is see my folks again. I got to see them in the fall, but I just haven't been able to see them this Thanksgiving or Christmas. So as much as I'd love to say France or Italy or some type of European vacation, I think the first place I need to prioritize is going to visit my folks. I'd like to be able to do some snowboarding this winter. I don't know if that's even going to be a possibility. Who knows what is a possibility? I know it's really killing, killing, killing my husband. He wants to travel so bad. And you know me, I'm a homebody, so I'm perfectly content at home. (laughs) But this is getting ridiculous already. I just, I cannot wait for everyone to go back to normal. I am not someone who worries. I don't, that's just my personality. And I'm not talking about COVID. I'm just speaking about my personality in general. I'm not a worrier. So even when I am in a dangerous situation, I tend to not worry about it. I have tremendous faith. I know that everything was planned long before my parents brought me into this world, that Jesus has a plan for my life. And so that's part of it. And then also, I just, I don't have the type of brain that worries about things. So it is hard for me to see so many people paralyzed by fear. And I don't just mean those who are taking necessary precautions. I am in full support of that. I'm talking about the people who haven't left their homes and they're sitting on their couches and they're inundating themselves with scary news programming and they're obsessing over numbers and statistics and they haven't left their house. And and they're just so filled with fear that they've allowed this thing to destroy their happiness, their joy, their spontaneity, their living life. Like we have to live our lives. We have to figure out a way to do that. I'm not making a political statement. I'm just saying we need to find a way to connect with people safely. We need to find a way to find our thing and find joy and wake up every day with purpose and have something to look forward to. We have to do those things. Next DM, Shalene, I see you being silly and playful around your husband, and sometimes he looks frustrated and annoyed. How do you cope with it when he is annoyed or frustrated by you? <laughs> well, a little bit of that, to be honest, is shtick. Like, you know, that's 
kind of how our dynamic plays out in public and like with our friends and with our family, like that we joke around even between the two of us. Like when he acts annoyed with me because I have ADD, because I'm a goofball, because I'm spontaneous, because I'm a mess, you know, he'll make these faces, but we have such a good time laughing about it. And the reason why I am able to 100% be myself is because I know he loves me so much. And I, Assume that you don't get to see all of our stories. Certainly don't see everything that's really happening behind closed doors, but we just, I friggin' adore him so much. I feel so adored by him. I feel like I do annoy him, but I also know he just adores me and that that's part of what he adores. Like he loves that I'm spontaneous. He loves that I'm going to come up with some crazy idea. He loves that I'm going to shock people. I know he loves those things. And so it's just, part of our relationship and part of it's shtick. You know, part of it is we're entertaining people when we're on Instagram and stories and people don't get to see the quiet, lovely moments between the two of us. So I hope, I pray that your husband adores you and more so, I hope that you know that he adores you. Shalene, is there anything that as a mother you regret doing or not doing when your children were younger? Ooh. Man, that's a hard one to even think about. Like my initial reaction when I read that was, I I don't want to think about that because I'm sure that there are things and to think about that is painful because I can't redo it. And I know I made a lot, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to recant them. I don't want to recount them because I know I made those mistakes. (sighs) So I got to think about it. So what value would there be in me answering this question and like really spending a moment to think about it and answer it honestly? I guess the value would be if I could help another mom or parent avoid that. So, okay, so then let me think about it. So I suppose I've mentioned this, that I wish earlier in my business, so I've always been in business for myself. I worked as a paralegal for just a few years when Brett and I were first married. But from the moment we were married, I was always supported myself as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And then eventually we did that together. But there were times when we first started out and the kids were really young that I spent not enough time sleeping and way too much time worrying about getting ahead in my business. Now, I didn't sacrifice time with my kids. I was with them all the time. But I definitely sacrificed being present. And I think the mistake that I made is not being driven and not wanting my, it's not that it was a mistake wanting my business to succeed. I think the mistake that I made was that I didn't hire people on sooner. I tried to do too many of the things myself. I didn't realize that I had to put faith in others. I didn't realize that the reason why I couldn't afford to hire someone is because I didn't hire someone. And as soon as we did start to hire people, even when we couldn't afford to, then suddenly we could afford to. And that allowed us to bless more people and it allowed our business to grow and allowed us to feel much more free from all the things that we felt like we needed to do in our business. So that's one regret that I had that I didn't earlier figure that out because I feel like even though I was with my kids when they were really young, there were times that I know I wasn't present, that I was like playing games with them and maybe sitting on the carpet, but like my brain was elsewhere. I was like mentally still at work or mentally planning my next thing. And here's the deal. They may not have known it, but I don't feel like I got to enjoy those really, really early years, just like enjoying how deliciously yummy they are when they're little. 
My question to you is, are you a believer in Christ? I notice your joy, and I'm just thinking there's no way you can have that much joy without Jesus. So I'm just curious, are you a follower of Christ? Yes, ma'am. I am a believer, and I do so proudly. But I, you know, I don't think that we all celebrate Jesus the same way. I don't think that there is only one way to walk with Christ. I think, in fact, that there are many people who I respect that there are different beliefs. I just pray that everyone finds a higher power. It doesn't have to be my religion. You don't have to share the spirituality that I have. But I do think that it gives every person joy and comfort to know that there is something bigger than you. I do not judge other people for the beliefs that they hold. I don't judge someone even if they don't believe in God or don't believe in anything. The Bible tells us that we should have hearts that are full of love and compassion. And what is in your heart could, if it's triggering something that's judgmental, then I think you have to ask yourself why that is. I'm a very open-minded person. I try not to pass judgment on people, and I don't hold myself to an unrealistic standard. I don't hold others to unrealistic standards. I know my own view of myself is accurate, and I know that God sees me for who I am. I know that my perspective and my beliefs don't give me the entire picture of another person. So I try every day to be a better person. I try not to judge others. I seek to understand. I want to accept people. And I want to love them. Hi, Charlene. I have a question for your podcast. Um, my six-year-old girl has some traits of ADD, I'm not sure. And it really takes a long time to get her dressed in the morning, like one and a half hours with my help. And um, sometimes I get really upset with this, but I don't want to. I really want to accompany her with that. So how can I do that? Do you have any advice? Thanks so much and love from Berlin. I just love the little that she gave me at the end there. Thank you so much for this message. I love, number one, that you are a parent who's concerned with how can I be a better parent and understanding how our children's brains work and how to work with them to bring out the best in them is like the most admirable quality and perhaps one of the most difficult things that we'll ever do as moms. So first, I just want to say I love you and I love that you care as much as you do. But spending an hour and a half each day to get a child ready or just dressed for the day means either there's something going on with the parenting or your child. And I don't want to make either assumptions because your child, she may be on the spectrum. She may have ADD. She may have, as I said, she may be on the Asperger spectrum. And I think that you should have her evaluated. However, I don't want to make the assumption that there's something going on with your daughter when it might just be that she's super duper bright and realizes that she can yank your chain, keep you engaged, and kind of play a little game where she's got your undivided attention for an hour and a half. And the reason why I say that is because I've witnessed friends who didn't have good role modeling as children. They didn't have parents who knew how to parent. So when they had kids, they didn't know how to parent their own kids. And kids are freaking smarter than a ninja. If they can figure out how to call your number, how to manipulate and control and manage your attention, they will. So I think it's important that we don't just look at the child's behavior. I think that's important to look at, but it's also really critical 
that we as parents are always working to improve our parenting skills. And maybe it's a combination of both, but I would start by speaking to your pediatrician. And thank you for leaving me a message from Berlin. Hi, Shaleen. My question is, if your house was burning down and you could only take three things with you, what three things would they be? (laughs) Well, it's kind of a fun question. I don't want to think about my house burning down, but it is kind of a fun question. I think my house is more likely to float away than it is to burn down. We're like in the water. Our beach house that we moved into after the kids left and moved away is literally built on caissons, which is what they build like bridges and piers on. And we're like in the ocean. So I think we're more likely to float away. But in the event that my house is on fire, what would I grab? Okay. I gave this some thought. All of my pictures have been transferred Every single photo, even like the photos that were taken long before there were digital photos, everything I sent off to Legacy Box, I should get them to be a show sponsor, although it wasn't cheap. But I sent them off to Legacy Box and had everything scanned, and I have digital copies of freaking everything. So I feel really good about that. You said things, so I know I don't have to grab my dogs because those aren't things, those are beings. So other than that, I would grab my laptop, I would grab this, what do you call it? It's like a fireproof box that I have that holds all of our important documents, like our passports and marriage license and stuff like that, our kids' passports, our kids' birth certificates, stuff like that. And then lastly, I would grab my makeup bag. And you think I'm kidding. I am not. With my laptop and my makeup bag, I can start a whole new life. I can run a car. I can get a flight. I can replace. Everything is replaceable. If I've got a laptop, like I need my makeup bag. Because if I can't put my face on, well, I don't know what I would do. And if I have a laptop, I could order all new clothes. You see what I'm saying? But I can't even go out to the mailbox without my lashes on. Judge if you will, but it's the truth. And I, I would be perfectly happy, perfectly content if I had those three things. Because everything else is replaceable. As long as I have my family and my pets and my husband, everything else can be replaced. They are just things. Okay, a couple more of the DM questions. Shalene, guilty pleasure. Oh, that's easy. Scrolling on TikTok. I know I teach Instagram. I love Instagram. I hang out on Instagram, but I'm thoroughly freaking entertained by TikTok. I cannot believe how creative and how funny so many people are. I freaking love funny, 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 funny people. And they inspire me. I love that TikTok's algorithm is so wickedly on point that it just knows what's going to keep you stuck watching that dang app. It's just, it's a guilty pleasure. And to be honest, I've spent too much time this last week watching TikTok because it's just addictive. Next one. How do you read so many books per month? I talked about that on a previous podcast, but I'll answer that again. I think the trick is that I don't actually read many of them. I listen to most of them. I listen to them on Audible, and most often I listen to them on either 1.2 or 1.3 speed, depending on the author's voice and how quickly they read their own book. And then if I really love the book, then I'll order the hard copy, or if I am lucky enough to be sent an advanced copy, like I was sent an advanced copy of Eat Smarter by my friend Sean Stevenson, and I was just sent an advanced copy of a book called Believe It, which I am going to have the author on very shortly 
Jamie Kern Lima. You might recognize that name. She was on QVC forever. She is the founder of It Cosmetics, and her story is phenomenal. And I just got an advanced copy of that book, so I've been reading that one recently. But the way that I'm able to read so many books is it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's a must. If I can't read every single day, I don't feel like myself. It's one of the ways that I protect my energy and who I am. It's something I do for myself so that I can show up better for other people. Too often, we feel guilty about the things that we do because they make us feel good. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's taking a walk for you or getting a bubble bath at night or sleeping in or, I don't know, having a moment to pray or to read or to meditate in the morning and or exercise. And sometimes we feel guilty about those things because there's so many things we have to do for other people, but you're just going to show up a better person if you can do those things. Perfect example, my daughter, Sierra, today, she was helping me with this whole, you know, like surprise that we're doing for this military mom. And she was going to meet me at the house. And I could just tell when I text her that she was super frazzled and she got to the house and she just was off, like completely off. And I'm like, what's going on? She's like, well, I started my workout and then I got a phone call and then this happened. Then I had to stop my workout. And I just knew, you know, she was working out and she stopped what she was doing to kind of help you know, a few other people out who were texting her and needed something. And because she actually responded to her phone and interrupted her own phone call, she wasn't able to show up the rest of the day as her best self. And this is true, especially for those of you who are parents. You need to protect that time and not feel guilty about it. I routinely have to remind the people that I work with, my teammates, my consultants, that I do not take calls or meetings or podcast interviews or anything else for that matter before 11 a.m. And you can call it diva behavior. I don't care what, I don't really care what you call it because I know what it is. What it is, it's me protecting you. I'm gonna show up a better version of myself. I'm gonna deliver for you. I'm gonna be more focused. I'm gonna be more patient, creative, excited. All of the things if I can really do what I need to do in the morning. And that means I try not to make exceptions. I mean, there are very rare exceptions. And when I do make a a rare exception, I'm annoyed. So it's like, okay, I'm making this exception, but you're getting the short end of the stick. And that's the decision that you're making. So don't feel guilty about that, you guys. Decide what it is. Now, if you're all over the place, that's not fair. But if people know, here are my rules, here are my boundaries, and here's what I'm doing so I can show up for you in the best way possible, It will benefit the people who you care about, the people who need something from you. Thank you so much for spending time with me this year. I just love you guys so much. Your reviews you write, they make me cry, literally. I'm so touched by the messages I get from you on Instagram and the reviews that you've written. Every single one of them I read before I start to record. That is the fuel People say, you know, man, you do four podcasts a week. You're always on Instagram stories. You're always producing tons and tons of free content. Do you ever get tired? And I do. You know, tonight, I'm t- my body hurts tonight. I'm tired. I'd like to be laying on the couch, but you mean so much to me. And don't take that lightly. So thank you. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>